Hey everyone, welcome back to the Power Hour podcast. I hope you are all keeping well. For this week's episode, I'm joined by my good friend, Richie Norton. He is a return guest of the Power Hour. His first episode was way back in 2018, and it was such a wonderful episode, one of my first. And so it was great to have him back. It would have been great to have recorded this face-to-face, but as we are still working remotely, even just seeing him via video and recording this episode just felt like what I needed right now. So I hope that it will do the same for you too. I've known Richie for a long time and he really does live and breathe and embody the philosophies, the methods, everything that he talks about in this episode is so authentic and true to him and I really, really love his message. So I really hope that you will enjoy this week's conversation and that it will lift your mood as it did for me. Enjoy. Welcome to the Power Hour, the weekly podcast that will motivate you to pursue your passion and to achieve success. I'm Adrienne Herbert, international speaker, fitness coach, Adidas global ambassador and entrepreneur. Each week, I'll be talking to today's leading coaches, creatives, change makers and innovators to find out their daily habits, morning routines and rules to live by. The Power Hour is all about taking just one hour each day to help you improve your life and unlock your full potential. Whether you want to build a business, write a book, run a marathon, or maybe you're just looking for a spark of inspiration, the Power Hour is going to help you get there faster. Richie Norton, welcome back to the Power Hour podcast. Thank you for having me back in. I'm honoured. So excited to have this conversation with you. Not as excited as I would be if we were recording in a studio together, face to face, but Mm -hmm. the virtual world continues. So we are recording remotely. And the last time you were on the podcast, so for anyone listening, Richie has been a guest on the podcast before, and it was one of my favorite episodes, a really popular episode. And it was actually, do you know when it was? It feels like it's probably going to be about at least two years minimum. Yeah, it was two years and a month. It was the 10th of January, 2019. So two years ago, which was a really good guess. But I, yeah, I just think that so many people have, I think, discovered the Power Hour podcast since then, and they might not have scrolled all the way back to the start. Mm. And you were one of my, yeah, first guests. And as I said, it was such a wonderful conversation. I think that your message and the way that you communicate it to people it really resonates. I think people really feel encouraged and they feel that they feel like they can do it when they hear you talk about things. So yeah, I just really was so, so glad that you agreed to come back onto the show. So before we dive in, cause we've got some, we've got so much to discuss and so many meaty topics to get into or veggie, but before we dive into those topics, how are you doing? I'm actually pretty good to be honest. Um, I have waves of ups and downs where I'm maybe a little bit tired and Something might trigger me, as it often does. We have these things in our world that we're currently in a lot right now, very familiar environment. And I think it's a case of just knowing that you do have these phases and these cycles of good days and bad days, but don't feel completely disrupted and derailed by it. And I'm really trying to like embody that, you know, rolling with the with each day. I set myself now actually the the little reminder throughout the day, it's actually in my calendar as Richie recharge time and nature fix. I've literally got it in the diary right now because I realize that when I don't do it, I'm a very different person. And when I do do it, I'm a very different person. Mm. And 
just recently the the weather here has been obviously wild you've probably got it as well you've had snow and wind and rain a lot of people are like no way am i going out in that or that's too cold it's not for me whereas i'm like get me out there get me in the wilderness get me out in the wild i'm even going swimming um there's there's surf around at the moment so um yeah when, when it's like that i i, I buzz and I keep it very real, keep it very simple. But mm. busy, busy bee, as as you know. Busy yes, bee. I do know. And I think for, you know, your lifestyle, usually, you know, you're not someone who spends hours and hours a day on a screen, on a laptop, on virtual meetings, on calls, on the phone. I know you're someone who, you know, you love to be out in nature, surfing, traveling, uh, walking, hiking, skateboarding. You know, you're usually on a flight, you're going somewhere to Bali, to, to LA, <laughs> you know, you're, you're going somewhere and doing something that doesn't involve, yeah, I guess hours and hours and hours of screens. And I think for a lot of us actually in lockdown in, in the pandemic for the last year, you know, so many of us have had to change the way we live, the way we work, the way we school our children. You know, my son's sitting on screens now when he didn't used to, because now he has to download, you know, work, he has to do online stuff. So I think, yeah, for a lot of us, the amount of time that we are indoors and with it being winter, yeah, I agree. It's like getting out there. We've had the snow as well, but we, <laughs> Jude is definitely an outside, um, an outside child. I, I sometimes say that he's like a dog. He has to be let out to run free. So yeah, we've still been going out too we've just been wrapping up warm and actually the thing that he's enjoyed the most i said this to someone the other day is taking out a torch if it's dark yeah. he loves to go for a walk with a torch Wicked. so if you've if you've got kids that don't want to go out because it's cold honestly give them a torch and it's, <laughs> yeah, the whole walk is just completely different so as Brilliant. i said as i said we yeah. are going to dive straight in because there's so many things so mm-hmm. for context for anyone who hasn't heard that episode or hasn't discovered you before could you give us a little bit of an overview how you would describe who you are, what you do and why you do it? Okay, so I'm, let's go backwards or start from, let's say, where we are. Um, so at the moment, I'm a yoga teacher and a human performance coach, as it could be titled. I work with people privately one-to-one and do a lot of group online now and <laughs> virtual coaching. Um, I was... A rugby player back in my younger years and my career ended quite early prematurely due to injury and the path to becoming a yoga teacher and a breathwork practitioner that I am now and somebody that really sees the value in taking care of your body as a whole you know when I was a kid that was just not even on my radar and I paid the price because my injuries just completely crippled me and I didn't really have the tools or the resources or the know-how to try and fix myself and rebuild myself, repair myself. So, and because I put myself on this pedestal and I felt I had this career in professional sport and my whole life would just be this athlete and potentially then a commentator in sport, I had this real clear dream. I... I felt really lost because all of a sudden my whole life was turned upside down. I didn't even know where to go or how to start again or, you know, felt a bit embarrassed. And there is this real roller coaster ride and I can identify it now with this mental health crisis where, you know, I had demons with, you know, how I was able to talk with other people, how to accept this is my, I had to change things up and this was my life now. Um, and then there was a lot of stereotypical sort of macho attitude where we couldn't share our feelings. We're talking, you know, 15 years minimum. 
rugby, you never really associated yoga or breathwork or meditation with, with rugby players, never mind the guys. And I, even though I tried it, I never really connected with it. And short version is I tried different ways of making money and I, I tried to sort of find my way and nothing, nothing ever really felt right until I created a big enough shift to step out of the environment I was in. And that meant going to Australia and I learned how to surf at 31 years old. And I found a yoga teacher that actually understood who I was and used a language that I understood. And then breathwork came with that. Um, I got into capoeira and got into like movement and dance. And all of a sudden my injuries started to go away. I was like, what is going on? I'm like, I should be like, winding down I'm just feeling like more energized and more alive and more connected to nature than ever and I realized these are all the things that I'd neglected and because it was so transformational for me I realized it was a real opportunity to share my journey with other people so I started to train and learn and have mentors and find a way to regurgitate my journey and and that was a transition into being a coach and a trainer and just someone just wanted to share with whoever wanted to listen and a real passion to try and communicate with guys like me who hadn't found that journey or that path or that connection to it all and mm. try to make it as available to them as possible mm. in dummy proof format, you know, the way I learn. And yeah, that's, that's still the journey now. I'm continuing to learn. I'm continuing to share and I'm trying to find as, you know, a louder voice as possible. And mm. That's that's the shortest version I think I've ever done. Yeah, <laughs> explaining we, that. Yeah, and I was just listening to you. And, you know, I've known you for a long time, and what you do create and what you offer, whether it is through one to one, whether it's through your your workshops, your teaching, whether it's through your classes that are available on the app, whether it's through Facebook, whether it's through Instagram Live. I feel like you know we've all had to, as I say, adapt the way we communicate. But actually, one thing that's remained the same is your message, is your method. You know, the, the things that you talk about, the fundamental principles that you believe, they haven't changed in all the time I've known you, probably, I don't know, four or five years. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's it's really great to see that more people are discovering you, but mm. also just in general, as you've probably seen in the last, you know, five years, the real shift actually in the health and wellness space towards a 360 approach and not just mm -hmm. being like, you know, smash your body doing this type or, mm. you know, train and torch, torch calories and torch body mm. fat and you know the kind of message when I am I'm sure you would agree but when I first trained and came into the fitness space you know every client that I worked with everyone I spoke to their goal or their reason for exercise or movement was was one goal and it was I want to lose weight I want to lose weight I want to burn fat I want to burn calories how do I lose weight how do I lose weight and and you could talk to them about you know the benefits of movement and mental health and the strength and all of this mm. but it was like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but Look, come on, let's be real. We're all here for the same reason. Let me just lose weight. And it's so interesting that now I think people have really, I don't know really what kind of uh, made such a big shift, but it's really polarized. I think it's really kind of pendulumed the other way. Some people would argue too, too far, but now it's really gone the other way. And I think people are, yeah, really looking for those things. As you said, they're looking for tools. They're looking for ways and practices to live a life where they feel good, physically, mentally. And you mentioned, you know, the mental health crisis and I actually saw a stat last week that was describing the fact that we are in a pandemic due to COVID but the prediction here was that we're actually going to be in another pandemic which is the mental health crisis pandemic and that actually uh, he described it as a depression pandemic which I just mm. thought was like wow it really shocked me to hear that but 
you know, for years now, it feels like we've been talking about mental health. You know, there's a lot of charities doing a lot of work. You know, everyone from media to celebrities talking about mental health and making it okay to talk about. But it still feels like it's, yeah, getting worse than ever. And similar to you, you know, I'm doing talks at the moment. I'm doing events. And before people would just ask me, Adrienne, how can I stay motivated? Or how can I, you know, take it to the next level? Whereas now people are asking me, how can I even get motivated to start? Because I just wake up every day. I feel like I am at rock bottom. I feel like I have no get up and go. I've got zero motivation to just even think about doing exercise or going out for a walk. Mm -hmm. So Richie, if anyone's listening to this podcast and thinking that is me, where can they start? You know, it can seem so overwhelming when it comes to their physical and mental health. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a really good question. And I think it's a lot of people asking themselves, you know, where am I at? You know, what am I feeling? You know, it's like they can get this sense of being numb and completely just dormant in, in life and their existence. And when you don't have structure anymore or you just feel like you're doing the same thing every day, even though some of the things might be a positive impact on your life, they just feel almost like like that, that numb experience. So it, you can soon drop off and, and feel a little bit disconnected. And, and that could be part of the downfall of you feeling that you're not getting anywhere or you're not making progress or you're not living your best life. And, you know, whether you relate this to relationships or business or lifestyle, your career, you, you have to simplify some of these habits and these rituals at first to start to connect with the ones that you know are key for you to find something positive within your day. And I always bring it back to us having to work on ourselves rather than trying to fix anything in our external world, whether that is a relationship or a job or anything else, you know, something that is maybe even out of our control. A lot of people really pin their focus on all these things they want to change and, they, and some of them they can't. It's not down to you. You don't have power over those things. But what do you have power over? You, yourself, your mindset, your behavior, what you eat, how you train, how you move, how you breathe, all of these things, there are human rights. So when I try and get into the mind of people that maybe aren't as driven or motivated or you know, don't have all those tools, well, strip it back even more. You know, why are you here? What are you trying to work on? for yourself what do you want to improve you have to ask yourself the question you have to be accountable you have to like audit your life you have to be honest with yourself hold yourself accountable and then strip it back even more like well for you to get up every day and to do what you need to do that day what's even more important than that you being healthy you know what's healthy okay well how are you feeling what's your mood like how's your headspace are you sleeping okay so what do you know, what do we all know helps improve our move, helps improve our sleep, help improve our, the way we look, the way we feel, our energy levels, what we eat, what are you eating? Okay, so strip it back even more. Okay, well, if you can't even get out of bed, is it because you weren't sleeping very well? Start to really address these things and start to really hold yourself accountable because you have the ability to create a shift and make changes to all of those habits I've just mentioned. Mm. But what's the first one that resonates with you? What do you know you could probably do a little bit better with? Mm. 
And because I know like a lot, a lot of people are online all the time and they're just attached to their phones and their computers till late and they're watching TV and they're consuming too much news, how's that making you feel? Mm-hmm. Be honest. Most of the time, probably a bit shit. So I'm unpacking this a little bit more because I feel people need context on this so I can relate and get into everyone's head that listen to this. It's like, don't be so harsh on yourself for a start. You're dealing with a lot right now. We're all dealing with a lot. Even the most bulletproof people are having to face some real, like, new experiences. So why not find empowerment and confidence and hope in the fact that you're working on yourself? That's what you're going to do in this pandemic. That's what you're going to do in this current situation that you're in. I'm going to start to control the things I actually have control over because I care about myself. I want to live long. I want to be healthy. I want to feel good. I want to look good. What's your reason for wanting to work on yourself? Mm. Whatever that external reason is, if you're not taking care of yourself, you're neglecting the biggest part of the puzzle. You know, and I, and I always try and get people to kind of come back because that can be quite soothing. Mm. And it can be also a bit of a wake up. And sometimes we need that reminder, right? To Absolutely. just yeah. check in for a moment. Well, one word that you used a few times that really stood out to me was be honest, be honest. How are you feeling? Honestly, be honest with yourself. You know, Mm. are you sleeping well? Are you eating well? Are you making good choices? And are you being empowered? Be honest. And I think honesty is such a key part because for whatever Mm. reason, whether it's judgment from others, whether it's Mm. judgment of ourselves, that holding ourselves Mm -hmm. to this idea where we judge ourselves and, and, and I hear people labeling themselves all the time and saying, oh, well, I'm lazy or, oh, well, I'm rubbish at that or, oh, I'm useless at that or, you know, I can't, I can't change or, or it's not my fault. And it's a real, you know, it is a fine line because as you said, we're dealing with a lot right now, all of us. But Mm. I do think that that honesty piece, you know, I spoke to someone the other day who she's, uh, she was an alcoholic and she's four years now through the AA program and four years sober. Mm -hmm. And she said, the first thing you have to do, the first step she said is honesty. You have to be Mm -hmm. honest and admit and accept without judgment of yourself, honesty. Mm -hmm. And I think actually, if we could, so many the, the hurdles, the problems maybe that we face, we try to cover them up with, oh, well, it's this and oh, well, it's that. And as you said, external things. So the government aren't doing this for me or teachers aren't doing that for school or my boss hates the, and it's not, yeah, as you say, like being honest and going, what about you in that situation? What are you doing? What are you accountable for? And that I think can be overwhelming because it kind of puts the sense of responsibility on the person that says, well, then therefore it must be my fault. Then it's, it kind of assigns blame. But actually, I think if we can, again, without judgment, say it's not about blame and it's not about taking it all on yourself, but I think it is empowering and also kind of almost kind of exciting as well to think, actually, I am in the driver's seat and I do have autonomy and choice and it is on me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, so many things that I wanted to say then in the middle of all that, you're just like, you're firing all the right questions at me now <laughs> to really get me going. But to just to really be valuable to other people here to before I go off on a tangent on this it's it's good to step out of what your reality is and I, I, I like to talk about you know daydreaming a little bit and just looking ahead and and imagining what potentially is possible if you start to lay the foundations and you start to make some small little changes people want that you know, before they have to put the work in. And then all of a sudden that, that gap seems so big or they're trying to fix too many things or it's really unrealistic. Whereas sometimes people still feel so narrow-minded around 
what they've got and what they don't have that it kind of like defeats them before they even got started. And I think if you can simplify by what lifts your mood, what lifts your energy, if you can't get out of bed in the morning, going back to your question, or you feel low energy, low mood, and you just haven't got the will to keep pushing, okay, well, what will nourish your soul? What will lift your mood? What will help snap you out of that headspace? Because it's, it's always a kind of a choice. Some days are easier than others just to go, yeah, I'm going to go for a walk, I'm going to go for a run, I'm going to eat something healthy. But some days you're like, I just want to sit in this feeling and it's just because it's like really heavy. And I'm, I still have those days. But why I say what I say now with confidence is because I know I have the tools when I recognize them and I catch myself because I'm in that internal downward spiral negative dialogue in my head. I know I have to create a shift. I have to get up. I have to go and get in a cold shower and wake my brain up, wake my heart up, shock myself. Wow, I feel alive. Sometimes I'm feeling a bit braver, I'll go and jump in the ocean. But it might be the case of rolling out of bed or just catching yourself in that headspace and going, I just have to get up and I just have to move. What's the next step? I know I need to hydrate if I'm going to function properly. I know I need to eat something healthy or start my day with something energizing to begin my day with that little win. Maybe that's your thing. Maybe it is going for a run. Maybe you know how I love exercise. You know, we know how powerful movement is. But sometimes the breath work, you know, you know I, I believe in breath work so much and how powerful it is to get your mind sharp and get your heart healthy and get you feeling connected with yourself. So there's all these tools. It's just a case of like, which one speaks to you? Which one resonates with you? Have you tried it? Have you even given yourself a chance? Have you stuck with it for long enough? Just to give yourself that ability to choose whether that's part of your path or whether it's you know, something else that's going to work for you. Mm. We have to be willing to go down that path mm. and have that ability to look to try and improve every day in some way, even if it's a small little shift. Mm. And catching yourself when you're in that headspace and knowing that there's, there's an option, there's an opportunity there to create a shift. Hmm. And that's your power. I love that. I love it. And I love how you describe it. And like I said about your message being so accessible and warm, like when you're saying there, you know, you have a choice. Have you tried it? Come on. I feel like you're the person who like coaxes people to go, come on. Whereas <laughs> I'm the one that's like, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> and I think, you know, as much as sometimes people need that and that resonates and that works, I also mm. think sometimes it can be, yeah, it's people, you know, everyone, like you said, what's your hook? What works for you? And you, mm. you mentioned, you know, I know the tools that I need to do now, but you didn't always, did you? You know, you said that you didn't always know those tools but you learned you practiced you tried you were open-minded and essentially you found the things for you which again they still might be different to the things that work for me but you know what they are now and you kind of yeah I guess you have them ready to go to do you have them to fall back on so yeah. the next thing I want to talk to you about Richie is the cost of wellness and what I mean when I say the cost of wellness is that you know the disparity you, we can't ignore the the big gap you know between 
when it comes to health, physical and mental, between, uh, you know, social economic class. We can't ignore that it exists. And so the more I think about this idea of like, you know, the cost of wellness, what does it cost? You know, what should it cost? And the idea that people will say, you know, you know, buy this product because you want to, everyone wants to feel better, right? So we know that we can commercialize that by saying, buy this product and it's going to make you feel better. Buy this product, it's going to make you sleep better. Buy this product, it's going to make your gut health better. Buy this product and it's going to boost this and it's going to give your skin a plump and it's going to make you whatever. You know, there's a product for everything that we could buy and it's sold to us as being a well-being or wellness or invest in your health and all this message. And I'm kind of, you know, everything from whether it's supplements, whether it's like I say, skincare, everything. Everything now is, you, you can't even just buy, I don't know, like, you can't even just buy a hairbrush or a toothbrush. Now it's like, you know, going to do something extra to you to make you feel and look better. But if you don't have access to opportunity, if you don't have access to funds, if you don't have time and resource and education or money, then for those people right now, the global pandemic, they might be homeschooling, they might have children at home that they're trying to feed and themselves they might have lost their job. They might be furloughed, all of these things. And you just see the gap getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And people who have, as I said, resource and money and time can say, you know what, I'm going to buy this stuff and I'm going to do self-care and I'm going to eat this food and I'm going to... And the other end of the spectrum is people going, well, I'm just trying to feed my kids, you know, do these things. I've got, you know, I'm watching every penny. And I just really, yeah, I'm really kind of seeing it more and more and more, especially given this year. So over to you, I guess I'd love you to speak a little bit on this and, you know, what do you think about this like cost of wellness and what are the things that are absolutely free, not just financially, but yeah, free and available for for us all to try. Great question to unpack. So what comes up for me and to explain my side of this, I work and I teach a lot of people that are, you know, in my vibe tribe, for example, who have just stepped out of their comfort zone to give me a chance to be part of my online community. And, you know, they don't have any money. They're a single parent or they, they're really struggling. They have lost their job. So I hear what their struggles are. And for me, that the, the price, you know, it's, it's about finding what they're, what they can do, what, what, can they connect with what is the star of them starting to work on themselves based on what they have access to their time you know financially I think for me the underlying message is always like let's create a ritual for you let's create some healthier habits for you let's try and find that first obstacle that you feel is there in front of you stopping you from improving your health and your well-being and your lifestyle and we break it down. And a lot of time it's not about the money. It's like, what can we do for free first? Because I don't want them to spend money. I just want them to trust me and to just lean in. And a lot of the time money can put a lot of people off. And it's like, well, the marketing campaign, the PR behind that was amazing. I just better have it because she's got it or he's got it. Whereas like, let's come back a little bit behind that. Because once you buy that product and it's gone, what's the next product you're going to buy? Are you learning anything different? Also, do you even use it? Sorry to interrupt you, but I feel like sometimes buying stuff gives us the feeling that we're taking action. It's like, okay, I'm going to get myself together. I'm going to buy that new journal. I'm going to buy that fancy water bottle with infusion and a crystal in it. I'm going to buy stuff because Mm -hmm. that makes me feel like I'm taking action to making myself healthier and happier. But often I feel like people use those things for three days and then they're just left in the house. 
So I see it as, as a band-aid or you see it as like a crutch. So to, to answer both these questions, because I do feel there is a place for products and for you know, certain tools that are under the, the health and well-being label, if it allows you to support the current mission that you have in place that is part of you discovering more about yourself, learning about what works for you and what doesn't work for you. So like this being experimental, but doing it for the right reasons. It's like, you know, what is that why to you buying that product? Because that person had it. Well, you know, how's that going to help you? What are you working on? What, what's the reason behind you wanting that miracle magic pill? Are you doing the work that's already available to you that is free? And to see, you know, why both work together if it supports the right mission. Mm. You know, how is your sleep? You know, you definitely sleep at some point. What's the quality of it like? That's one of the first magic pills. Get better sleep. Are you doing the things that you do have within your control now? And this is the first thing I'd get everyone to audit. Mm. It's like, you know, let me know about your sleep. Okay, what's your routine like in the morning? What's your routine like at night? Most of the time it's shocking. And that's the first thing that we'll address. You know, hydration. Are you drinking enough water? Are you just filling up on coffee and all these other stimulants and everything else and not getting the key hydration tool in place? Most of the time it's shocking. And then the next one is like, okay, if you're time poor, Again, the thing most people deal with, because they do have kids, they do have businesses, and they're just in hustle mode, which is great. But are you prioritizing little bits of time to regroup a little bit and get your recharge time and get your nature time and get your breathing time because you might be an anxious mess, but you don't know because you just feel this overwhelming sense of just like, ah, and then do you know that you have these tools available to you that might give you a moment where you can close your eyes? Take a breath in, slow the breath out, do it again 10 more times. How do you feel? Wow, transformational. I just need to do that now every twice a day for five minutes. Mm. You have 10 minutes. Mm. And, and it's like, okay, well, if that works for you, because we've just agreed together that that's something you know you can do, promise me you're going to do that every day this week. And let's review that at the end of the week. How do you feel? Wow, game changer. Okay. Right. What's and all the those next things. Step? Sorry, all those things are free, as you said. Sleep, exactly. Going, you know, prioritizing. And I know sleep can be difficult, but prioritizing sleep. Let's put it that mm. way. So yeah, switching off Netflix, switching off your phone. Prioritize sleep. It's free. Mm-hmm. Hydration, drinking water. We can get access to that hopefully. And then you know, as you said, taking moments, taking five minutes, ten minutes. Close your eyes. Do a breath work. Do a meditation. Follow an online meditation, which is mm-hmm. free, or an app mm-hmm. that's free if you can. Mm-hmm. So that's three things that you've just given me already that are free. Nature, wicked movement. You're moving all day. How are you moving? Maybe you sat down all day. We know that's not good for us. Little things. If you've got kids, get them outside with you. Lead by example. Get them off their computers and their technology. Their brains will thank you. Their hearts will thank you. Their mental health will thank you. See how it works. Involve as many people as you need to control mm-hmm. or need to influence, let's say, not control. But you know, the way we move and the way we breathe every day is a key like guide to how we're feeling. When we check in with our breathing, we check in with our movement, we're going to know if we're tense and stiff and uncomfortable and our heart rate is high or we're feeling a little bit claustrophobic or anxious. And we have the ability to change that like that as soon as you recognize it. So if you create regular opportunities to stop and slow down, 
you might have been able to like change that feeling of anxiety and overwhelm by simply taking a few mindful breaths while you're dealing with your kids and then getting your kids to do it with you. I'm using kids as an example because I hear a lot of it. Or I'm just too busy. Well, do you think you're being that productive with your day, juggling all these jobs and trying to build all these things and create all these things if you're not even breathing mindfully because it's likely there's going to be a, a bit of stress building up there, your brain is going to be feeling overwhelmed there's no way you're firing as efficiently as you can be. So how can you be that efficient person that you're trying to be? So that there's, people always have time. They just don't often see the most obvious things mm. because they are looking for that quick fix mm. or that tool, that product, that pill. And just to finish that off, if you feel like there's a certain routine or a pattern and a product and a ritual that involves some of these things, that supports you pampering yourself, self-care, male grooming, you know, you know, getting this gut health product because it's helping you find routine. I'm all for that. Hmm. As yeah, long as it is be, becoming something that sticks. Yeah. And to be completely transparent, of course, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate in the fact that, you know, I buy things. I'm, I take a, a multi uh, B complex vitamin because mm -hmm. I've been told I was low in vitamin B. So I take that. And as you said, you know, when you're describing things that are just nice to have, for example, like a scented candle or a mm. face cream, I have those yeah. things too. You know, of course <laughs> I do. I think what I'm trying to understand though more is like you said, all those things that are, you kind of hit the nail on the head with like, we, we kind of neglect the obvious things, like the first things, the fundamental things, like you said, mm. being outside, getting fresh air, doing breath work, you know, sleeping, hydrating. Hydrating is the one that I feel like when you said it, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. That's the one where with me, I'll have like a big um, glass in the morning, have a big glass in the morning of water or, or I'll drop like a vitamin C thing in it. But then I might not have another drink until... I'm honestly, I might not have another drink until I'm cooking um, my evening meal for Jude at six. Mm -hmm. And that's ridiculous. But when you said it, I was mm. like, oh yeah, like my sleep's pretty good. I go out every day, walk, but mm. hydration, it's a simple thing. But mm. um, yeah, to, to loop it back, of course, you know, I think I would be a hypocrite. You know, I live in a capitalist world. I'm a consumer. Trust me, I buy stuff. But I think it's just um, more when people will say to me that that's the barrier for them. It's like, well, I, I don't have this or I don't have that or I can't do this. Or it's almost, as you said, I feel like maybe the other side is just constantly seeing branded messaging, selling to people, mm. selling them that that is what wellness is and almost kind of guilting people to so saying like, if you're not willing to spend your money on this, then it's like, well, why are you spending money on, I don't know, Sky TV when you could spend that money on, mm. yeah, bee mm. pollen for your gut health or something. <laughs> and it's just sometimes, yeah, I think that's the key, isn't it? It's the simple mm. things that, that, that are free and yeah, I guess um, trying to find that balance, I guess. It's about not trying to overcomplicate things too much and trying to fix everything at the same time. And going back to that first point, you know, water, you know, that I used to mention there, because people do feel tired and brain fog and fatigued and they, their, their eating habits are all over the place. You could be absolutely starving, but really you're just actually thirsty, you know? So because eating patterns are really all over the place right now, never mind, don't get me started on the drinking habits and things like that that have mm. caused, you know, such a, a crazy disruption with this pandemic time. If you have a bit more self-awareness about when you are doing these things and maybe what the reasons are behind it, you can start to, again, do this little audit where you realize, actually, I haven't stopped. That's why I'm emotionally eating or I'm a bit bored or I'm a bit, I need to change things up. And having that accountability and being honest with yourself and kind of realize, actually, this is my habit. Where can I make a little shift? Just one little step in the right direction 
starts to help you create a, a more healthier mindset to make better decisions. Rather than being reactive, you get to sit with it for a minute and make better decisions. And that doesn't happen if you try and fix everything at the same time, and especially the big things that you want to shift. And I feel like just sometimes we just need reminding. And I'm hoping that's what this is, just to kind of get people to sit back and go, actually, I need to stop eating that bag of crisps every night. I'm going to stop buying them. You know, or like, I'm not going to buy that 12-pack of beer every day and smash them. I'm just not going to buy them. Or I'm going to have one in the fridge for that reward after training. And I do all this. It's just about being honest with yourself Mm. and just... I can't do the having one thing. I can't, I can't no, do that. I'm an I'm all neither. or nothing. I'm all or nothing. I want the whole cake with the me cream neither. or yeah, no cake yeah, yeah. and no cream. I can't do yeah, that. But I can't do that. I think the way I look at it is though is that there's a, I do have this reward system in my mentality where I, if I'm training and I'm doing a lot and I've had a really great day and I'm feeling super positive, that's when I might reward myself because I like I've earned it and I feel mm. really good about it. I don't. And you enjoy guilty. it. You really enjoy it. Yeah. But it's a very different sense to like I'm going to do it all because I'm unhappy and I'm miserable Mm. and I'm really negative and I'm just going to drown myself in all of these things Mm. and come out the other side even worse when you realize that's the process you can catch yourself before you delve into that it's a very different mindset and I think a lot of people could just have that chat with themselves and and make a lot better decisions if they just had a little bit more awareness yeah, for sure. And it is difficult. I think that's also what we both sure. you know, acknowledge is that it is difficult. It's not saying to people, well, come on, it's easy. Why can't you do these things? Why can't you just, yeah, you know, not drink red wine once you put the kids in bed? Like it isn't easy. But I think, as you said, kind of, kind of, kind of zooming out and looking at the bigger picture and thinking, mm-hmm. what are the things I can do and what's making me mm-hmm. feel good and what's helping me and what isn't. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I guess the last thing I'm going to discuss with you, Richie, because I could just talk to you all day. Whenever we get on the phone, it's always a long chat and I love it. And we always end up talking about, you know, the kind of the digital world, the de- digital detox, the social media world, not even just social media, but just the phone world in general. And I was listening to, I was listening to a podcast last week whilst I was out running and the guy was talking about how it was something about our concentration and saying that, you know, creativity and concentration is just an at an all time low. And he was talking about children and fine motor skills and saying that you know Mm -hmm. simple things like twisting a pen with their fingers they can't Mm -hmm. do that anymore and things that you know um yeah things like how long you can concentrate on one thing is like getting shorter and shorter and shorter every single year because Mm -hmm. of our uh, addiction to technology Mm -hmm. so i know we've talked about this uh us two offline or off you know not on the podcast but we've talked about this at length so i guess i wanted to dive into that because i think at the moment I guess sometimes people say to me now their screen time is higher than ever because if they are at home with nothing to do they're just like scrolling on their phone all the time Mm. so yeah I think there's pros there's pros and cons to everything right so there's good Mm. and there's bad I love 
the community aspect of social media. I think, mm. I mean, imagine this global pandemic if we hadn't been able to stay in touch with people. You know, mm. my son, he FaceTimes his grandparents. They can see him, literally mm. see his face, you know, Zoom quizzes, all of that, great. Mm. But the reality is most people, when they actually are honest about how they feel when they've, you know, been using social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, mm. whatever, mm. they say it has a negative impact on them and they don't feel good. Mm. So, yeah. I guess I wanted to, it's not really a question, is it? I just wanted to find out what your experience personally mm-hmm. is, how you manage the the thing of building an online community, connecting with others, being mm. a voice online, um, mm. and what you kind of witness other people doing. And I guess, yeah, how do we, mm. how do we get the, the best out of it without it becoming a slave to it? Yeah, I feel like there's a few questions in that whole topic. <laughs> I know. But to, to, again, make it relatable, you know, and to be, you know, an honest human being, I have days when I'm like, I just need to get offline. I have that awareness. And I think that's another thing. You have to have accountability of your actions and take responsibility. No one's, you know, magically moving you like a puppet. You have a choice what information you consume, whether that's what Netflix show you watch, what news you watch, what media you consume in any format, right? But we now know the truth is out there that they make it addictive and they make it dramatic. They make it so, you know, it's all about creating attention. Attention is the commodity out there. So if you kind of like realize, oh, actually, oh yeah, there's always kind of like something that's going to pull you in. If you have the awareness to make better decisions based on how you're feeling when you're consuming that information in any format, you're then able to then, you know, like I was saying about the check-in and like, how are you feeling? How's the emotion? How's your breathing? How are you, you know, what's your headspace like while you're consuming and you're in that vortex of the phone, the laptop or whatever it is? And how's it making you feel? So you have to have that moment where you're checking in with yourself. And when you're deep in that vortex, which we often can do because they're very manipulative, how they just show you all these animal videos doing jumps off, backflips off, you know, beanbags and, you know, I don't know how that always happens for me, I, you know. But anyway, I think as, a, as someone who's got a role to create content and be that person that is wanting some attention, for the right reason, I hope, hmm. you still have to have that ability to check in with yourself and are you being authentic? Are you being genuine? In our, you know, are the facts that you think you're sharing honest and true and how they're going to affect other people. I think we have to have that ownership as someone who puts information out there. But if you're a consumer, you have to, again, you know, be honest with yourself, whether that information and that person or that, inf- that story or that information that you're consuming is being of service to you, is actually making you feel good about yourself, is causing you to feel motivated and driven and ambitious and confident and happy in yourself. Because again, it comes back to a choice. Sometimes you can get steered down a path of like content that you didn't know even know how you got there, but you consumed it anyway. And you're like, oh, this isn't making me feel great. Or maybe it is. Great. Follow that person. Consume more of that information. But it's again, ownership of your actions. We can choose whether to turn on the news or not. I hardly ever watch the news because most of the time it makes me feel a bit crap. 
I don't. Yeah, I don't let my son watch or listen to the news. And the other day, we were yeah. in the car. We were driving to we were driving to the supermarket, and the news came on. And within thirty seconds, it was so jarring to me that he yeah. was hearing it. I turned it off, yeah. and it was like, wow! Like it literally, yeah. the headline, the way, it, the music, mm. the kind of dramatic, mm. like boom, 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 boom. You know, coronavirus, this, this many mm. deaths. Da, da. It was mm. so just like you know, this has failed and that has failed, and mm. it was literally, as you say, it was kind of like the shock factor. It sounded like they were introducing you know a blockbuster film, but it's the mm. five o'clock. You know, I don't know news round or whatever Mm. and it's just yeah I think that again you talk about awareness but I think sometimes we're not even aware because it's seen as normal and I mean that's a whole other thing I was talking to someone the other day I I do mentoring with young people and uh, this young person that I was working with you know she was saying oh this is normal and that's normal and for her and her friends and I was kind of challenging her and saying well what is this idea of normal? But I think because we've, whatever the social norm is, whether that's mm. watch the 10 o'clock at news every evening before you go to bed, mm. actually you're literally filling your mind with that the mm. minute, 10 minutes, an hour, half an hour before you get into bed and then mm. you struggle to sleep because there's this mm. like this anxiety inducing headlines just streaming yeah. in. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with you with the no news thing. And especially I think for, again, you know, not everyone listening to this probably has kids, but I think if your children are in that age, you know, they're old mm-hmm. enough to kind of understand, but they're still young people. Uh, it's it's a really, yeah, I, I just avoid, avoid it at all costs, you know, tell them yeah. the news, tell them what's going on, but not with that yeah. dramatic, dramatic music. It was really shocking, yeah. actually. Yeah, and I think what, what you touched on there is, you know, it's about having, when I think about content consumption and I think about safe media consumption, you again have to have that accountability. When you're a parent looking after your kids, you have to be a bit more aware of like, actually they're, they're just like sponges consuming everything. And it's like being perceived in a certain way on how they look at life. And is that, you know, complementary to how they're going to like jumble it all up and then portray it as they go through life. And I think mm-hmm. there needs to be some ownership there as a parent for sure. But I think, you know, as humans, when we go to bed at night, if we're feeding our brain, like you said, we also have these sponges in our heads. Mm -hmm. Some of them are a little bit less efficient now. But especially in the morning, if you want to start your day right, Mm. you know, you've got to think about, right, what are you consuming first thing in the morning? Never mind what your dreams were doing based on the last night's consumption of information and what you've maybe suppressed and what's not flowing through you and what news you might have consumed and how your subconscious is starting to you know, process it, in the morning you've got a fresh start to reset that slate. So if you know you're in a negative headspace, and you know you're a little bit low vibration, you know you need a little bit of a pick-me-up, what do you not do? Go deep in the phone vortex of scrolling through everything else that everyone else is doing to completely baffle your own thought process and your own emotional hardwiring ability to control your actions Put on an episode of Friends. Get a YouTube video and type in positive video. You know, simple as like pick up a book that is the power hour. You know, it's like, you know, it's like you have a choice. If you know in the morning your habit is to open your phone and go deep into the phone vortex and you can't be trusted, then have a word of yourself. If you know you're lethargic and you feel a bit flat, Get up, leave your phone, get outside and go for a walk. Yeah. Just get it done. Get that win. Get that shift happening. Mm-hmm. Ownership. Yeah. You know, and I think we just need that little reminder that it can be that simple sometimes. You just yeah. got to like really believe that you have the ability to change if mm-hmm. you want to. 
Mm. And that choice, as you said, to pick something, start the morning and pick something. You're so right. I mean, honestly, I'm someone as well. You know, you mentioned at the start around it's difficult for everyone. And because Mm. I think, and you know, you said we create content and because I'm someone who I am the eternal optimist and I'd like to think I'm I'm pretty resilient as well. You know, I've had a lot of uh, ups and downs, ebbs and flows in my life. So I like to think I'm pretty resilient, pretty resourceful. And the first two lockdowns, I'll be honest, I was like, you know, I had my head down. I was working on finishing the book. I was um, making the most of having my son at home. I was going out, it's good weather, you know, going out on long bike rides and walks. I'm so lucky where I live, you know, it's hills and green. And I was honestly like, you know what, this isn't ideal, but it's fine. It's it's okay. You know, let me FaceTime my friends. Let me stay in and cook. I'd never been in my house so much because before I was here, there, everywhere, you know, traveling, flights. So the first two lockdowns, I was kind of like, you know what, this isn't ideal, but how lucky am I? You know, I've got food in my fridge. I'm working. Let me just get on with it. This time around, it's been a lot more difficult for me. It's been so yeah. challenging. I miss my mm. friends. I miss my life. I, you know, I come online and I've been doing so much work with, you know, book promotion and podcast and the work that I do at mm. Fit and homeschooling Jude that some days I have felt myself. It's like, I don't want to not be authentic. I don't want to show up and go, come on, everyone, misses motivation, like, you know, get up and run. If I'm feeling like, wow, I'm actually yeah, feeling a little bit buried, a little bit overwhelmed. And so when I found myself feeling like that last week, I, and apologies to people who tune into the podcast, you know, regular listeners. And I love, love, love the doing this show, but I didn't put an episode out. I didn't put an episode out. And it's the first time because we did the show weekly. It's the first time in so long. And I got to the weekend and I turned my phone off. I held the button down until the screen, screen went black shock horror and I turned it off and I felt like I need like you say I needed it to be authentic for me to turn up this week you know do the work with Jude go online do the events for the book I thought I need to recharge I can't keep going and saying to people like you know what you know tips for motivation healthy habits power hour get up feel like this do this if I don't feel it myself if I don't live it myself how could I be hypocritical and tell people do this do this do this so I really hear that actually that there's ebbs and flows. And actually, even for me, just sharing that, just being honest and saying, you know what, to, you know, like you said about the, the next day is a fresh start. It is a fresh start. And you know what? I'm feeling all right. And tomorrow, hopefully I'm going to feel better. And I'm planning to go and do, actually planning to go and do a long weekend run. And it's like knowing that actually, you know, having that power, as you said, those choices to say, this is what I need right now. This is what is going to make me feel good. This is what's going to drain me even more. But I have to take responsibility. I had, you know, like I said, turning off your phone at the weekend doesn't sound like a big deal. But if you actually, if you've never done that for a long time, it, mm. yeah, it's about shifting, like you said, making those small changes mm. and having yeah. a big shift. But Richie, honestly, there's so much and I appreciate that I could, uh, as I said, talk to you for three hours. So for anyone listening who wants to hear Richie's power hour, his morning routine, what he does with his, I think I'll even talk about it in the book. You're in the book, but it's also in his first episode. So scroll all the way back to... 2019 find that gold and have a listen to that so to wrap up i'm going to ask you my quick fire round which for us i mean that's going to be a challenge because we're both long so (laughs) quick fire round what is i'm putting you on the spot now what Uh is one piece of advice for anyone listening to this episode if they took away one thing what would it be be kind to yourself and be gentle with yourself when you're feeling a little bit fragile. And when I say fragile, it's like, you know, we talked about this at the beginning, you know, if you're lacking motivation or you need a little bit of help, we're all struggling in our own little way 
each day there's different battles we face, different obstacles we face. Really, rather than just give up and rather just, you know, sit in that space, just acknowledge it. You know, have that, you know, conscious awareness that you have the ability to choose where you put your energy. And if you are aware that something's not quite feeling right, that vibration is a little bit low, you need a little bit of a pick-me-up, start to pick those things that are that little lift for you. What does lift your vibe? What does pick you up? And make it simple. And sometimes that's turning your phone off. Sometimes that maybe reaching out to a friend and having a chat that just allows you to snap out of that headspace that you were in. A lot of time it's maybe not as bad as you think it is. And when you're gentle with yourself, sometimes you give yourself enough room, a little bit of that hashtag self-care where you go for a little walk in nature and you treat yourself to a nice warm cup of hot chocolate and you watch a nice movie that's uplifting and you just tell yourself that this will pass. Yeah. And you will get through it. Yeah. You just have to make that decision and know it is a choice. Great. The next quick fire question. That was a long answer, wasn't it? <laughs> Sorry, you weren't expecting that. But I, I think if it's one thing, if you wanted one thing, that's it in its full context. And I'm hoping great. that makes sense. It makes great sense. Brilliant. Okay, good. One thing, and we talked about cost, so it's quite interesting that I've got this question in my quickfire round, but one mm. thing that has brought you joy or something that you love or you treasure for what that you bought for £100 or less? Candles, like really nice smelling natural candles because I just find them so relaxing and calming and this, this smell can transport me when I close my eyes into that yoga shala in bali where i'm meditating and things like that wicked um so yeah, yeah we can't uh, get on a flight to bali right now but we can no, just no, no. I, I make our, make that make our <laughs> no but that's what i'm saying we can't get on we can't go anywhere so it's like bring no. it to you like that transport candle, yourself there. transport yourself brilliant but it's also on that ritual thing you know that, i think that ties well in that, that's a little ritual for me i like a candle i'm instantly like right breath time mm. meditation time mm. yoga time and that is part of my ritual. I light some incense or I light a bit of sage or whatever it is. I'm like, oh, I'm in, I'm do. in, I'm there, I'm there. You know, so yeah, rituals. Awesome. Okay, my next question is about books. One book that you would recommend to everyone and anyone to read? The Obstacle is the Way. Because I've read that twice. In and the that's Ryan Holiday, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Ryan Holiday, yeah. I think the second time I read it actually made more sense or I was able to maybe resonate. I was in a headspace that kind of like, okay, yeah, yeah, I see that now. Because I use a lot of that stuff when I'm working with people and I'm coaching or I'm, mm. I'm tutoring someone. It's let's, let's face up and let's have a look at the obstacles and let's just look mm. at them as an opportunity to grow yeah. and to improve. Great. And the topic is like, you know, what are those obstacles to you? Mm. And look at this as an opportunity to learn something about yourself and to grow and to, you know, see how you can advance your life in some way by leaning in and not seeing it as something that's going to stop you in your tracks. It's just going to give you a chance to reset and yeah. look at things a little bit differently. Yeah, I enjoyed that as well. Yeah, so Ryan Holiday, Obstacle is the Way. And then my last one is, if you had one extra hour every single day, so it's no longer 24 hours, there's now 25 because you've got a bonus power hour, what would you use your one extra hour to do? Go surfing. Yeah. 
get out and there. And if I, if I can't leave and I'm no, not near the ocean, it's, it's have a bath with all the candles, <laughs> all the incense, a good book, maybe a glass of red wine. You don't That's pretend you're surfing in the pampering. bath. Sometimes I do. <laughs> I remove the wine first. <laughs> yeah, go surfing or surf in my bath. I love yeah, it. Yeah, but it's all about the pampering. It's all about the soul soul stuff you know it. connecting with nature or just really slowing things down and being at peace brilliant thank you so much richie honestly i'm going to share everything in the show notes of this episode so you can find cool. richie you can find his website you can find his instagram it's richie norton and the last thing i'm going to drop this bombshell for anyone listening i don't know if this is an exclusive or not but another gift as if you haven't i mean the gift that keeps on giving richie richie is going to be releasing publishing his first book this year can you tell us a little sneak peek of like when and where and what we can expect yeah well i only had this conversation about this yesterday and i'm hoping i don't get in trouble but <laughs> i think it's important that people know something's going to come out yeah. that i've really put a lot of my heart and soul in that is hopefully encapsulating what we've just talked about today with a little bit more dialogue and context but yes uh, later on this year I'll announce more soon. Yeah. There will be my first ever book. Woohoo! Stay so, tuned uh, for that. Stay tuned for that, yeah. Yes, stay tuned for that. Thank you so much, Richie. This has been wonderful. I hope the people listening feel like they've had a warm hug from you, because I do. <laughs> Even virtually, I feel it. I'm like, oh, I love That's it. That's good. And That's good. Um, yeah, and I'm going to send you, as soon as we get off the recording, I'm going to send you a bunch of pictures of uh, Judah and I. We've been documenting the frozen fields and our daily walks we call it our like our, 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 um, we've created like a little library and i'm going to share it with you because i know that you're going to love it yeah i will love that for sure i hope i see you soon yeah i hope to see you soon as well and thanks everyone for listening and for tuning in as always i appreciate you listening to the show every comment every share every instagram story we i see it all and it really makes it all worth it so thank you so much if you've enjoyed this episode with richie and you think somebody else would love to hear it or needs to hear that message then please do share it with them as well stay safe and have an awesome week see ya up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 